Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here alongside Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what's coming up on the show today. We get to know BYU wide receiver Cody Epps a lot better as he tells us about what stood out about last season, his favorite NFL team, and which famous athlete he'd love to meet. But first, I know we all think very highly of Cosmo the Cougar, but we're about to be introduced to a whole conference full of new and fearsome mascots. And as a note to the late Mike Leach, who broke down all of the Pac-12 mascots back in 2019, we're doing a Big 12 mascot battle. So if all the Big 12 mascots are in a Royal Rumble setting, who was the last mascot standing? Are you ready for this, Cleon? Oh, yeah. I have done all my research. <laughs> I am prepared to talk about which mascot is going to be the number one uh, mascot out there. And I do have a clear, yeah, somewhat clear number one. It may not be clear logic, but you do have a clear number one. <laughs> exactly. I know people are I know people are on the edge of their seats right now. Here are the competitors. BYU Cougars, Houston Cougars, West Virginia Mountaineers, Cincinnati Bearcats, UCF Knights, Texas Longhorns, Oklahoma Sooners, Texas Texas Tech Red Raiders, Baylor Bears, Kansas Jayhawks, Kansas State Wildcats, Oklahoma State Cowboys, Iowa, Iowa State Cyclones, and the TCU Horned Frogs. That's a lot of mascots. Let's see, uh, let's see what happens here. Let's first start with this. Do the Cougars of Houston and BYU cancel each other out, or do they team up and it ends up with which Cougar wins? Well, I'm going to say that one Cougar has a clear advantage over another Cougar, and I'm going to say it's the BYU Cougar. Here's why. They have more stamina because they're at a higher elevation. They don't live on the Gulf Coast like a, a Houston Cougar. I'm going for the Mountain Cougar every single day, Lauren. Not the Bay Cougar. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how far the Mountain Cougars make it in the end. You know, there are some other people in this uh, bracket or this group that has firearms. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to do good <laughs> against people with pistols. But they're going to have to be yeah, sneaky the, if they are going to. The Bay Cougars just laying out on the beach, you know. And, and the BYU Cougar is going to be in much better shape. I mean, he's training in high elevations, running up and down mountains and trees, he has to look out for bears, chase down quick and shifty deer for mealtime. The Bay Cougar has to chase down wild hogs, which is pretty cool. But I still give the edge to the BYU Cougar. Sorry, Houston. Uh, you're gone. All right. The next scenario is, does the Iowa State Cyclone take out everybody because it is, in fact, a giant tornado? Uh, well, we're talking mascots, right, Lauren? Yes. Okay. So the mascot, if we're talking about the mascot that Iowa State represents... It's a cardinal. That's that's what their yeah. mascot is, is a cardinal. And the reason why I, I read up on this, the reason why is because they couldn't figure out a good mascot that looked like a twister. It just looked weird to them. And so, meaning like just a person. like an ice cream cone, like a soft served ice cream cone. Yeah, exactly. And so they couldn't figure out how to do this, put someone in a costume that looked like a cyclone. So that's why they came up with the mascot of the red bird, the cardinal. I'm not really, okay. a, I'm not afraid of a red bird. So, um, but if, if we are going to go with a cyclone, if we take that into account, maybe the way to beat them is just to let the winds die down. You know, once the cyclone passes by, haven't you defeated them? You know, you just hold on for dear life and then you're just like, yes, we won. Right. 
don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if how that works. But have you ever seen the film Birds, Cleon? Oh, it's the terrifying. Birds? Well, the birds. I, it is I, terrifying. One bird, maybe I'm not afraid of. If it was a lot of birds, yeah, I'm. I might get a little scared of that. Okay. If if he gets a few of his friends and they're coming out of the sky, right at you with their beaks pointed, yeah, that's scary. But yeah, if we're talking about an actual cyclone, I think he has a pretty good chance of winning. The only mascots that could actually hold on, quote unquote, to something would be the human mascots, right? Everybody else would be swept away. But uh, yeah, we're, let's go with the bird because I think that's that's a little <laughs> bit more fair. Which mascot gets eliminated first? Is it the horn frog? Or, or are they going to be too prickly? Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's either the horned frog or the cardinal. Again, if we're dealing with in, an individual. Uh, next on the list, I, I don't know. Could it be a golden knight or a knight? You know, they're not the golden knights anymore. They're just the knights now, but they're a knight in golden armor. Anyway, uh, gold is a soft metal, but the guy's still wearing a suit of armor. Maybe if you get past the store, you'd be okay. I don't know. I, I'd probably still say either the horned frog, the cardinal, or maybe the Jayhawk. I don't know. That Jayhawk uh, mascot has a big beak. Maybe it snaps down. I, I don't know. It's it, it, It's got to be one of those three. <laughs> All right. Listen to this. The Horned Frog is too small for anyone to even notice until the final rounds. That's my opinion. I think he's going to last a really long time. He's a great hider. So I'm going to say the Longhorn is the first to go. Their horns look really intimidating. But in fact, Longhorn cattle are not that aggressive at all. So I think everyone's going to think the Longhorn's super intimidating, so they're going to go for that one first, be super brave, and the Longhorn's just going to stand there. You know what I mean? He's just going to be like, take me. Take me, Phyllis. And seeing we have a lot of predators on the list, the Longhorn ain't going to last very long. So <laughs> Good goodbye, point. Texas. Good point. Can, can the Baylor Bear overtake everybody, including the Cyclone? No. I guess I guess Next. we agreed that it's the bear, though. <laughs> no. I mean, sorry, not the bear, the bird. Yeah. I mean, bears can be scary, but I don't believe any of the animals really have a chance against a weapon. And we have some some mascots here who have weapons. I, I think they're going to struggle against anyone that has a weapon. So, uh, no. And even though weapons really can't take down a cyclone, if we're talking about the wood. But the bird, yes. <laughs> Never mind. You know what? I'm, I'm digressing. So, I'm going to say, no, the Baylor bear cannot take down a cyclone. See, and I... <laughs> I thought the cyclone wasn't in the mix anymore. Uh, I think the bear could take out anybody on the list. Really? If given the chance. I really do. Bears are scary and huge, and I think it's going to take more than one gunshot to get it down. Because, I mean, are we, are we talking the giant black bear? You know what I mean? Or no. which one? A, a grizzly bear? bear? Is that what you're talking grizzly about? Grizzly bear. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking just this giant grizzly bear, and we got some old western guys trying to take it down. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. Bears are pretty big. I don't think there are any grizzly bears in Texas, though. So I think you're pretty safe there. I'm thinking it's a black bear. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Let's talk about the Sooners. What does a Sooner even do? So the Oklahoma Territory was open for settlement through land claims, races, or land runs. And in 1889, thousands made their way to the Twin Territories to participate in the first of these dramatic events. Each race began with a pistol shot, and those who jumped the gun were called Sooners. Due to the enthusiasm of many pioneers and their descendants, Sooners came to denote energetic, can-do individuals. So basically, a soon- Sooners. Yeah. So basically, a Sooner is an energetic cheater. Is that what we're talking yes. about? That, <laughs> that means they're not going to fight fair. 
They could also wear you out running around. I think they make it about halfway before being taken out. They're going to be harder to catch because they are running around the whole time, I guess, if they have the stamina. You might have to wait to wear them down, and then you can take them down. So yeah, I, I say they make it about halfway just because they're running the whole time, and they're not going to let you not going to let you catch them. Yeah, as the saying goes, cheaters never prosper. Cleon, they might get the best of the Red Raider, but I think that's about it. They're predictable. Everyone's going to catch on to their moves. And they're cheaters, so they're not going to go very far. How does the mountaineer survive? I think mountaineers are going to be crafty. They live off the land. They hunt animals. Their only weakness is their weapons a bit on the old side. It's going to take them forever to reload that that musket. But (laughs) I I still think, you know, these people, they know how to live off the land. They're going to be just fine. He's going to be in camouflage. You might not even be able to find him. (laughs) You might be getting sniped from places and you don't even know where it's coming from. Uh, I agree. One-on-one, this guy's going to be really hard to beat. He's tough. He's used to being alone, just like the school he's from. And having to always watch his back, he's going to get everyone give everyone a run for their money. I, I think the Mountaineer's a great mascot. Does the Bearcat, Wildcat, and the Cougars cannibalize each other? <laughs> uh, okay, let, let, me, let me see if I can break that. I think the Wildcat takes down the Bearcat. Ba- Bearcats only eat smaller animals. But a wildcat is a general term. I'm not even sure what kind of a wildcat we're talking about here, Lauren. Maybe it's a caracal, a serval. Of course, those cats are found in Africa. Or is it a bobcat? So probably not. Yeah, probably not. Is it a bobcat? I don't know. I, I just don't yeah. even know what kind of a cat it is. It's just a wild cat. So we don't know. I'm still going to go with a cougar since they're the biggest cats native to North America, I think. I think I saw that on Wild Kratts at one time. So there you go. Cleon, are you just making stuff up? No, I'm not. I learn things on PBS. There you go. (laughs) On PBS. Well, a wild cat. We don't even know what specific type of cat. It could be unpredictable. You know, you never know. But yeah, the cougars come out on top as far as the cats go. Plus, they're just beautiful animals. And I know looks can only take you so far. But in this instance, they're more beautiful and they're stronger. So I, I think definitely cougars come on top. Do the Cowboys have a gun? And if so, can he shoot everybody out? That sounds really morbid, but yeah. I I guess I took into account, if you're a Cowboy, you have a pistol. So yes, he can shoot a lot of these people. I I think he's one of my finalists. As long as he's smart and he he has enough bullets, I think he could outlast everyone. I guess it depends on what his weapons arsenal looks like. Yeah, and does he have a horse? Because that will definitely give him a leg up. And Cowboys, I mean, you got to have a horse, right? So you'd think so, yeah. He's, yeah, so he's going to be hard to beat. What weapons do the Red Raiders have? I think they have guns, a big knife, guns. I'm going to go with more guns. <laughs> this guy's like an outlaw, so he's got everything. Probably a machete just to look intimidating, but I think oh, he definitely yikes. has. I, I definitely think he has guns. Okay, so all in all, Cleon, who do you think is going to win the mascot battle? I was trying to think of a bracket way to do this, but I didn't. I just thought I'd go one-on-one, and, and, and so here we go. Here's how I break it down. Let's a hear ho- it. A horn frog is going to get gobbled up by a Jayhawk. The Jayhawk smacks around the Cardinal of Iowa State, so they, they move on. When it comes down to food on the ground, when it comes to eat f- food on the ground, it's going to get eaten by the Bearcat, so bye-bye Jayhawk. The Bearcat is going to get attacked by the Wildcat, who's in turn attacked by the Bay Cougar from Houston. While that Bay Cougar's licking its wounds, the BYU Cougar from the mountains attacks and is triumphant. While it's licking its wounds, the Longhorn runs over the Cougar. 
man, that's really morbid. Anyway, um, while the Longhorn is grazing after it runs over the cougar, the bear mauls the Longhorn. And then while the bear is foraging for berries, he's shot by the mountaineer. The knight takes down the mountaineer because his musket balls can't shoot through the reinforced steel armor of the knight. But while the knight is celebrating his victory, the cowboy shoots him in the back several times. Oh, that's nasty by the cowboy. How dare wow. he? Uh, finally, the Red Raider flies in on his horse and befuddles the cowboy, and he is the ultimate champion. That totally doesn't make sense because I'm just going to end it right there. By the way, I didn't even include the Sooner there. Uh, the Sooner, no, you didn't. The, the, the Sooner was riding the uh, Longhorn when it ran over the Cougar. He falls off and he gets, you know, unfortunately impaled by one of those horns. I don't know. This is this is very violent. I know. Is this anyone is still listening? I have no idea. In rea- you know what? Maybe in reality, the Horn Frog wins because he crawls out of the Jayhawk's corpse, spits in the Red Raider's eye. Go frogs! Hey, it's like I said. It's like I said at the very beginning. No one's even going to notice the Horn Frog. He's just going to be sad. He's just eating popcorn. He's just eating popcorn, exactly. watching this all take place, and then he's the only guy left. Uh, I'm going to go with the cowboy. He's just going to ride around on his horse while everyone else gets rid of each other, and then he's the last one standing. Go, Cowboys. I actually do agree with you with the Horned Frogs, though. Oh, my gosh. If anyone's still listening right now, bless you. Uh, coming up, wide receiver Cody Epps tells Jason Shepard which NFL quarterback he would want to throw to him if he could choose. The answer may surprise you. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. There is just two weeks until the first game of the season. So in honor of the number two, we're going to talk about ways the number two has been significant in BYU sports history. Number one, it's been two years since BYU was last given the chance to defeat Utah in football. It's, what, what is it about <sighs> you and the rivalry and just trying to dig in on the youths. I don't know about you, Lauren. It feels so nice. <laughs> and once they're in the same conference as BYU, how much digging are we going to be able to do? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got to get it in while you can. <laughs> also, BYU basketball legend. Legend? Yes. We'll say legend. Travis Hansen. He wore <laughs> number two for the Cougs, and I miss seeing his bleach blonde hair. <laughs> He would appreciate being called a legend. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. Yeah, his bleach, his bleach blonde hair was awesome. So I played his two little sisters in basketball when I was in high school. They are the Hanson twins. They actually played for BYU as well. They were incredible. So shout out to the Hanson family. You guys are a bunch of athletes. Uh, wide receiver Cody Hoffman wore number two for the Cougars. Steve Young. Love you, Cody. Yeah, exactly. Steve Young won NFL League MVP twice. That That is the number two, right? Twice? Yes. It is, in fact. BYU quarterback Jim McMahon was a two-time Super Bowl champ. He was also Good job, a Jimmy Mack. He was also a two-time All-American. And then, if you add on top of that, Lauren, BYU two-time New Mexico Bowl champs. Woo! About <laughs> I'm going to one-up you. Two-time Poinsettia Bowl champs. Oh, okay. No, wait. Is that a one-upsmanship? Because the Poinsettia Bowl, did they? I don't think they even exist anymore. The New Mexico hey, Bowl got, does. Take that, Lauren. I got a good one that BYU fans are going to like. The Utah Utes are the two-time Rose Bowl losers. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, that was just Lauren. for fun. That was oh, just for come fun. Come on now. Love you, Utes. Come on. Sort of. Anyway, really. Danny Ainge also wore the number 22 
while playing at BYU. There's our stretch of. We always got one. There's that's our just, bit of a stretch. We, I added that one for you, by the way, we, because we, we always got our stretch. And Danny Ainge wore the number twenty-two <laughs> while playing at BYU. So I guess two-two. Yeah. Cougar fans can't wait to see how the offense performs against Sam Houston State in a couple of weeks. I would dare say the offense also can't wait to show what they can do, especially the newcomers. One of those newcomers is running back Deion Smith, who talked with producer Carter Bond after practice. How's your experience been at BYU so far? It's been great. You know, uh, I'm glad I found a place that, you know, that feels like home. You know, I'm treated like family and that it even feels like family. So ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be here and it's just been a great experience overall. So what's the feel around the team with the excitement going into the Big 12? Obviously, you know, new season. This is your first year here at BYU. But is there just a certain level of excitement or is that just normal going into a new season? Um... You know, there there is a little bit that's normal. However, at the same time, uh, we have a, a big work mentality, you know, just because you know, a lot of people don't see us doing a whole lot, you know, coming into the Big 12. But, you know, for us, it, it puts a chip on our shoulder. And, you know, we know that we have to work and we have a lot of things that we have to achieve. So, you know, the excitement is more surrounded by work and just having that chip on our shoulder and knowing that we still have a lot to prove. So obviously it's been fall camp for a couple weeks, but what's been your number one individual goal for you throughout this fall camp? Uh, honestly, just to you know show the, the the coaches and my teammates you know what I bring to the table, and just being able to help and you know play my role in any way that I possibly can. You know the biggest thing for me is I want to be able to be able to be explosive and provide a spark, especially for our offense. You know whenever we need it and. You know, that's been my main focus on, you know, just doing the little things so I can make the explosive plays and just providing that spark, you know, even if it's the first drive, if it's drive six, you know, whenever that may be needed, you know, that's been my main focus. So I know some other people, other schools, uh, other Power 5 schools, after a couple weeks of fall camp, they're kind of like, all right, let's get this over with. We want the games. Have you seen the energy die down a little bit, a little more contention on the field as fall camp goes on, and everyone's like, I just want games now. I'm tired of this fall camp. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's everywhere, honestly. But, you know, here we've done a good job just because our coaches have done a good job of taking care of us and, you know, just not keeping us here, you know, for extra amount of time that's not needed. We get in, we get out, we're productive, we get our work done, and we go home. Obviously, you know, start to see some anvils you know yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think as a whole you know we've been sluggish as a team there's been a lot of give and take every day between offense and defense so I think intensity wise energy wise regardless of the day you know we or week you know we've been you know we've been looking pretty good and I'm, I'm excited you know just going into the season and these guys ultimately keep me going especially when it's hard for me to get going so obviously with all the conference realignment going on, uh, you previously played at Colorado. What are your thoughts going in with all, all these new schools coming in the Big 12? What are your thoughts around that? Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm more focused on this year. And, you know, I, I feel like it's exciting, you know, just to shake things up a bit. But the biggest thing I'm kind of excited for is just to, you know, make our footprint in the Big 12 and to surpass all the expectations that everyone has for us this season. So, that's my main main focus, and that's the main thing I'm excited for. So, who's the fastest guy on this team, in your opinion? I know it's a random question, but who's the fastest guy? I don't know. We, we got a lot of speedsters on the team, uh, and I think and you, you taking yourself. <laughs> I would take myself, but I think we have to have a race, you know, just to make it make it super fair, you know, because some people might say they're faster than others, but 
you know, I'm a man of facts. So yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. So obviously when you made your decision to come to BYU, I'm sure your social medias were blowing up, all these random BYU fans following you, commenting you, probably even DMing you, weird stuff, who knows. But what has your experience been with the Cougar fan base so far? It's been amazing. You know, I've actually even met me some loyal fans that I even talk to on a consistent basis. And, you know, honestly, it's just been welcoming. You know, I didn't really know a lot of people, but everyone extended open arms out to me, especially on my move to Provo and everything being brand new. There's a lot of fans and, you know, people of the community that reached out to help me, you know, just get adjusted and overall get comfortable here in Provo. So I really appreciate the fan base and I'm I'm excited to see them in that stadium over there. That's the biggest thing. That's actually my next question. What are you, I know, how, what's the excitement level? You're about to see a passionate crowd at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, have you ever been to a game here before? No, I haven't. And I've played in a lot of places, um, a lot of different stadiums across the country, but this is one that I've never played in, but I could already tell that it would be a hard place to play in. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Last question, random question, quick fire. What's your go-to food spot in Provo? Go-to food spot? I got to give it to my man. I got to go to Chubby's. Chubby's is the spot. It's a good spot for my teammates, and, you know, there's a lot of good fans in there. Awesome, Dion. Thank you so much. While Carter was talking to Dion, I was chatting with wide receiver Darius Lassiter. The transfer from Eastern Michigan has a brother, Quentin, who plays defensive back for the University of Kansas. I know that game in Lawrence is over a month away, but I asked Darius what it's going to be like to play against his brother inside the stadium where his father played college football. Uh, it's just a blessing, just just us being to be in this position that we're in right now, uh, playing D1 football, Power 5 football like that, and then going going at it. I think we have a, a lot of family uh, coming out to that game, so uh, we're going to need a lot of tickets that one. Um, just just having them see us go at each other, we haven't been able to do that since, since high school because um, we've always been on the same team, so... Just, just having that opportunity, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a historic, a historic battle, I think. Cody Epps might be one of the best wide receivers on the team this year, and one of the favorite targets of quarterback Keaton Slovis. Jason Shepard sat down with him at Big Twelve Media Days in Texas. Here's the interview. All right, Cody. Everybody obviously is excited for what you're going to bring to the table this upcoming season for the Cougars. But I actually want to take you back to your high school days. Mm-hmm. So you won two state championships in high school. National. Or, excuse me, national yes, champ. Oh, I do not want to Shut shortchange out. you yes. on that. Shout excuse out to me right there. Excuse me. <laughs> so, okay, what do you remember? Do you have a favorite moment from those championships that stick out to you? Um, I would say the best memory I have is being with a good friend of mine, Amara St. Brown. Um, when we played our state championship game against De La Salle up north. Mm-hmm. Just being on the sideline with him, chilling with him after we won the game and be- during the game and talking to him was just, it was like something I remember for the rest of my life. So that's probably one of the big, greatest memories I have. And that stuff does stick with you. Like those are memories you'll never forget, right? Yeah, no, I will never forget that, yeah, for sure. Okay, so when you look back on last season, Similar question. What stands out to you? Is there, is there a moment or something that really stands out to you about last season for you? Um, obviously, the Notre Dame touchdown. Yeah. I think that one was that one was definitely something that's going to stick with me just because, you know, battling through an injury with my foot that kept me out the season before and just putting in so much work in the offseason um, to be able to, you know, 
I've asked, I was asking the Lord every single day, just please give me an opportunity to make a big play for my team. And that was something that was like so pivotal for me and so eye-opening. So, How has your offseason been? Been pretty uh, crazy? Yes, it's, it's been crazy. It, it was only two days of you know transfer portal stuff that was crazy. But for the most part, man, I've been with my teammates, having fun, golfing around, um, just just having fun with them. So it's been pretty easy. What's your NFL team? Do you have an NFL team? Do you have a favorite team? Yes. So I'm a Rams fan. Okay. Just because I was born in 2001 and the Rams won the yeah. Super Bowl. Yes. So and then obviously Puka's there right now. And then one of my favorite receivers. Probably my number one is Cooper Cup, so okay. I love to watch the Rams, and now I get to watch Puka too. So yeah, I'm a Rams fan. LA okay, guy. so so let's let's stay in the NFL then. If you could catch a pass from any NFL quarterback, whether they're in the league now or in the past, who would Jaren you? Jaron Hall, Minnesota Vikings. Jaron Hall. Look at you. Yes. Like without a doubt, without a doubt. Look at you Jaren supporting Hall. your uh, yeah. your teammate. Yes, or yes, or even um. So my freshman year, Zach, I came in. Zach was there. But I only caught two passes from Zach, but also Zach too. To be able to catch a pass from either Zach or Jaron is like, like, dude, we just we were at college together, and now we're in the NFL together. Like that's like a, you know, that's something things you just don't forget, right. you know. So, those two. All right, let's talk about your teammates a little bit. Name the teammate one day when you have children. The one teammate you would absolutely not want to be the babysitter. Micah Harper. <laughs> Micah Harper for sure. There's got to be a story behind yes, that. Yes, because Micah is like my best friend on the team. So he's probably, he has so many different stories of me just doing crazy stuff. So he's for sure going to pollute my kids' minds with, you know, just funny stuff that we've done or talked about. And for sure not Micah, for sure not Micah. So. I, ho I hope he hears this. Yeah, I want him to hear it. But you're right, though. When, when people know you like that, <laughs> yeah. they've got all the dirt. <laughs> yeah. They know all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. So if you could have dinner with any famous person, maybe if you wanted to go two or three people, who would you want to have dinner with? Gosh, this is a great question right here. Okay. Tiger Woods. Okay. Tiger Woods is my number one. If I could ever meet Tiger and even get a five-minute conversation with him, he would be my number one. My number two would be... It's one of those ones where, like, so many people you would like yes. to have to try to narrow it down. It's yes. difficult. And then I guarantee you when, I, when we hop back on the plane to go back home, I'll be like, I should have said him. <laughs> okay. So I would do Tiger Woods. I would do... Oh, there's a guy that I love. His name, I watch his podcast all the time. It's called Million Dollars Worth the Game, Barstool Sports. Mm -hmm. They're um, partners with Barstool Sports. It's, named, it's a guy named Wallace Peoples. He's, uh, he served, I think, 17 years in prison, and he's a multimillionaire now, and he just gives you know wisdom and knowledge to a bunch of the young guys coming up, whether they're boxers, um, entertainers, anything. I would love to meet him and talk to him too, so. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we were We were talking before we, we started the interview, this whole experience going into the Big 12 and now being here at Media Days, this is not not only is it fun and exciting, but I think it puts into perspective like just how big this all is. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just just the experience, being able to hop on. We hop. I can say this. Um, we hopped on a private jet. Um, we hopped on a private jet, flew out here. As soon as we landed, hopped in some cars. We're taken to the hotel, and then when we got here. Welcome with open arms by everybody. We had cheerleaders in the hall cheering for us. So it's just it's just like a, just a grand experience. Yeah. It's just a it's just a great um, great feeling experience. So it's really it's really big. So it's like Big Twelve. Cody, you're great. Appreciate the time as always, and uh, and good luck uh, today and this season. Yes, thank you. 
And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Cody Epps for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.